0: Dennis Stewart, it is the start of the cold weather, isn't it? It
1: certainly is.
0: And uh, you do have some help for us in keeping those winter ills at bay.
1: I think I have, Jane. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're looking to you for that. (laughs) Once a year I try to touch on this topic and today I will go over a few things that I've recommended and that I believe in and I think have helped my patients and I'd like to think they've helped my listeners. And I hope today the information we give will encourage people to approach the season confidently.
0: Your station two on your R F M and health naturally with Dennis Stewart. We are going to talk about the winter ills and what we can do to help ourselves withstand them. But we are going to start off with Joe's question. Joe has rung in from Waratah. Now you'd like to know about morning sickness and how we can how we can fix that. Is that yeah. right?
2: Get a get a Dennis. Hello, Joe. Uh, um yeah, my, my wife is she's um now pregnant with our second baby and, and for the first baby she had really well, you know, not debilitating but pretty mm-hmm. bad morning sickness yes, yes. for the first trimester. Yes, yes. So I was just wondering if there's anything you'd you recommend to sort of help with those symptoms.
1: Is she experiencing morning sickness presently, Joe? She is, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, because uh, morning sickness is a, a strange condition. My dear wife had uh, four children, and uh, two of them um, presented no problems as far as morning sickness was concerned, but two did. Yeah. So that's why I asked you uh, if yeah. your dear well, wife has kicked off with it again. Yes. Yeah, she has. It's
2: it's funny. It is, I think, slightly well, yeah, a little bit better than it okay. was, I
1: think, for okay. the first baby, but it's still still a okay. little bit there. So, well, look, yeah. the good the good news is there are a couple of remedies which. In my experience, and certainly according to our literature, uh, have helped people with this condition. There is a, a herb that's not that well known, although professional uh, herbalists and, and naturopaths and some compounding pharmacists may stock it. It is a herb called black horehound. Now, there are two horehounds there's white horehound. Called, uh, known as Merubium, yep. and that is used mainly as a respiratory remedy. But there's one called Black Whore Hound, whose bo- botanical name is Bellota Nigra. Now, it is very, very reliably documented in literature, like the British Herbal Pharmacopeia, like the literature okay. of Simon Mills. Uh, most Western experts see it as being a useful remedy, and I have recommended it uh, for numerous women over the years. Yep. Uh, many of whom have got great results with it. The downside to it is um, it's not that easily procured, and that's why I have, I have said the, you would have to uh, see an atropath herbalist or compounding pharmacist because it comes okay. primarily as a liquid extract. Now, as, a, li- uh, okay. as yeah. a liquid extract, that is a convenient way of taking the herb in as much that you don't... Have to uh, uh, mess around making it up and, and brewing it, which for a lady who has uh, morning sickness, that's not something additional she would need to do, I can assure you. But yeah, yeah. I, I would suggest that that be a starting base. Uh, as far okay. as I'm aware, uh, there is no um, adverse association with it. Um, it's a very, uh, very, very harmless and, and safe remedy. Uh, and I cannot recollect <clears throat> ever seeing anything. In the literature about adverse reactions, uh, so okay. I'd suggest that. The other thing, right. of course, the other thing, of course, is that uh, ginger, in various preparations, uh, even over-the-counter preparations from the health food store or the pharmacy, it also is known as an anti-nauseant. That's the, the, okay. the that's the technical term that's used to describe remedies that that lessen, if you like, the nausea associated with this condition and of course other conditions so i would work around those two remedies i'm sure in newcastle you'll have no trouble getting either of them but i would start with black hound.
2: fantastic all right well look we'll give that a try and and see how
1: we go thank you thanks joe good
0: health naturally with dennis stewart and colleen has rung in from raymond terrace colleen you've got a question about bronchitis for
1: dennis
2: yeah hello Dennis How
1: Hello are you? Colin. I'm very well. How are you?
2: Not too bad good um, good um a couple of months ago, mm. I started to get this cough at first yes. it just felt like um the soreness in the chest yes um and then it developed into a cough. I didn't have much in the nose or anything um and um it's gone on and gone on, and it's worse in the morning. I've seen my doctor I've had yes. I've had three negative tests to COVID. Two of them were home tests, and one yes, was the good, other one. Good. Um, good. And negative to that. And I had a chest X-ray recently, and that came up clear. But every morning, especially, there's there's it's noisy. I can hear it. I can feel it. There's something on the chest. And so my doctor said after the X-ray, it must be bronchitis. Yes. Um, and she. Recommended the bisolve or whatever it was from the chemistry. Bisolvent. Which mm-hmm. Bisolvent, which doesn't seem to be doing anything. Okay. I just wonder, is there a herbal thing that okay. can help?
1: I'll ask a few questions first, Colleen. Is, yeah. uh, is it a wet cough that you have? Are you bringing yeah. up any, any mucus or congestion? It feels like
2: it moves up. Okay. But yeah, yeah, it okay. feels like it moves up. Yeah, there's some
1: there. But every morning you wake with the with the cough.
2: Yeah, most mornings. Yeah, and yeah. it
1: it tends to be productive, but yes. it it is is it coloured or not coloured?
2: Um. Well, I don't. It doesn't get to the stage where I see it unless occasionally I need to blow my okay. nose, and
1: in that case, it's coloured. Okay. Has your doctor prescribed antibiotics at any stage? Oh, I had five
2: days of antibiotics. Yes. She said she wouldn't give me any more. Yes. After yes. The five
1: days. Okay. the 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 reason I'm asking that question is that uh, there is a condition called bronchectasis. And um, that is characterised by a cough condition, usually a productive cough condition, which seemingly is is worse in the morning. Now, I'm 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 sure your doctor would have factored that in, uh, but uh, you might just mention that that to him. It tends to become a chronic condition, but interestingly, bronchiectasis. 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 um, It's it's what I refer to colloquially as a wet chest condition <laughs> and yeah. so, so of, <laughs> some of our remedies are referred to in that way look yep. there's a couple of exciting things that i right. would suggest you think about doing here because uh, there are two herbs that run in combination with each other which are famous in the anglo-american system of herbal medicine that i have practiced and taught for many years the first one is the well-known herb echinacea Yes, but yes. but in conjunction with a lesser known herb known as elecampane E L E C A M P A N E elecampane now those two herbs go together beautifully to address the early stages of a condition such as this it can be that those herbs can also be used uh, for the chronic management of a condition so if a patient presented to see me with bronchiectasis uh, and i'm not suggesting you have but if a patient were to present with that condition and it were chronic they would be two of the leading remedies right. that i would that i would think of prescribing they also particularly LA Campaign, has a gentle uh, expectorant action which mm-hmm. f- which facilitates uh, the bringing up so to speak of this yeah. congestion that's latent on your chest i would yeah. uh, I would see those two herbs in liquid form. You'd have to uh, get it uh, manufactured or put t- together from a dispensary, but that's not a problem. Um, but also uh, don't, overlook, don't overlook the role of using garlic in a, a sophisticated form here to also uh, produce a mild antibiotic or antimicrobial benefit. Uh, go- I have been
2: using the cooking one. Oh, I think well- it was on toast and stuff. But you mean a more concentrated yeah, yeah. form? I bet, I bet you
1: have. I bet you have a lot of friends. <laughs> No, look, what I, what I would suggest... Oh, that's been the problem. <laughs> what, what, I, what I would suggest. Uh, I'm a bit of a fan of, of garlic. A lot of people yeah. don't realise the history yeah. of this herb, but not only is it well-documented in, in, in herbal literature, and I mean very well-documented in, in such documents as the, the British Herbal Pharmacopeia, but uh, the history of garlic goes back a long way. And even, right. even during the First World War, prior to the advent uh, of antibiotics... Garlic was used in the trenches given to to Allied troops as a means of lessening their contracting of some of the wretched respiratory viruses that circulated in that mud hole. I
2: imagine they must have. That's right. So so I
1: would suggest that you get what are called garlic pearls. Now, these are readily available. Um, You've still got a health food store in Raymond Terrace, have you?
2: Um, i do anyway. not sure if we have any more, okay. don't okay. But well, I travel to Newcastle uh, yeah. anyway. Well, but...
1: garlic pearls are v- very readily obtained and they're dose-related. I would suggest that a liquid combination of echinacea and elecampane, reinforced by the inexpensive uh, garlic pearls would be a good way of challenging this condition.
2: Okay, it sounds good. I, just, I hate to put it... Hopefully I'm not putting a fork in it. But... um. Do they contra are they contra indicative of whatever you call it
1: with other medications? Okay, that's a very good question, and I'll, I'll answer answer it generally. With those the herbs that I've mentioned there, uh, yeah. the, the possibility of interaction is very, 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 very minimal. Uh, oh, okay. But but having said that, um, I would say this to all listeners: uh, even when you are taking what's called natural medication. You need to be sure that what you have purchased or what has been prescribed to you has been, uh, how can I say, checked with the medication that a patient might be taking. Uh, People that see me, they know the first question that I ask is, uh, what medication are you taking? Because that medication can give you a hint as to the condition that they're experiencing and also Will give you an idea as to what you are going to prescribe, whether it's likely to interact. But with those three herbs, look, they're exceedingly safe. Okay. So if I
2: wanted to check, the pharmacist himself is just probably the best person. Isn't well,
1: me? you could probably get on the net. My, okay. Uh, my, my, oh, yes. Yeah. Just hop on the net and, uh, and you'll find a lot of information. But of course, your pharmacist can help you with that.
0: Excellent. Well, all the very best with that, Colleen. And Glenn has rung in from Belmont. Now, Glenn, your question is about uh, the prostate, a benign enlarged prostate, yes?
1: Yeah,
3: yeah thanks. Uh, g'day, Dennis. I
1: Hello, Glen. I have
3: question uh, about that.
1: Yes, uh, yes. I've
3: just been described something called doubtless. Um, it's like a It's the two medicines in one, but it it seems to. I just had a look online, it's got so many side effects to it, you know what I mean? um,
1: Okay. Okay. Um, I'll ask you a few questions, Glenn. With with your enlarged prostate, um, has your doctor or your urologist indicated how enlarged it is?
4: uh,
3: Yeah, yeah, it's um, about three times the size it should be.
1: Now, I'll ask you a couple of other questions. Um, are you getting up very frequently at night to urinate?
3: Um, I have been taking these tablets, and it's improved out of sight. But I'm just concerned about you know the side effects that I read up about. Okay,
1: um, okay. Prior to going onto these tablets, uh, were you in trouble at night as far as frequency?
3: Uh, a couple of times, Dennis. Not, okay. not.
1: Okay, and and your uh, your stream was still reasonably good. No. Your stream was poor. Yeah. Okay. Well, if there's anything in natural medicine that's going to help you, uh, it is usually these days centered around uh, predominantly two herbs. Uh, You may or may not have tried these, uh, but I recommend them. And in fact, I take them myself, not that I have uh, a major prostate problem, but all men uh, as they get older, and I'm an old man, I had to say, will experience some prostate um, condition, put it that way. So I believe very strongly in trying to work preventatively. So the two herbs that I take in a sophisticated form, that is in, in, a, in an encapsulated form, uh, is the American herb uh, saw palmito, which is a palm which has a, a, a little seed on it, And that seed contains a very interesting oil which is considered to be the active principle in it which has led to the herb being recommended in some areas even medically as a starting base for this condition. The other herb is a better known herb, a very popular herb, and that's stinging nettle, albeit the component of the nettle that is used for prostate management in conjunction with saw palmito is nettle root. So uh, if there's anything that's going to help you, it would be those two herbs in combination. Yeah. There, there are numerous preparations in the marketplace. Uh, in your situation, however, uh, because you're uh, taking this medication, I think the ethical thing to do would be to express your concern if you, if you have a concern with your GP and uh, get him perhaps to monitor you uh, going on to a combination with those two herbs that I've recommended.
3: Okay, thanks, Dennis. Thank and you, I can Glenn. Pick those up from your um, your um,
1: clinic. Yeah, you can pick them up from there. But I suspect you could pick them up from other places as well. As I always say, wherever you are, favour the, the the outlet the, when you're suburb. But if you can't get them. They're always available from my room.
0: To NURFM's Health Naturally and taking your calls, Paul has rung in from Islington. And your question is about something that Dennis speaks about quite a bit, Paul Astragalus 8.
1: Yes, hello. Hello, Paul. Oh, good day, Dennis. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? Good, mate. Great, show. Good, 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 thank you. i um,
3: so I went to get some Astragalus-8 mm. last night from a chemist and they didn't even know what the 8 was. Um, oh, okay.
1: What does the 8 represent? Okay, let me just explain this. Astragalus-8 is a universally known uh, compound. Um, I first came across it oh, probably 30 years ago in preparing for a seminar that I was to give on the immune system in Melbourne.
2: Okay. And
1: I, I stumbled across a book in a very good bookshop in Melbourne, um, a a book entitled Healing AIDS Naturally by a doctor Badgley who was an American doctor specializing in uh, treating people that are infected with HIV. And in that book uh, he mentioned or actually defined eight as a combination of eight Asian remedies all in their particular proportion spearheaded by the main herb which was astragalus astragalus membranaceus is its proper name is to the asian system of medicine what echinacea angustifolia is to the western system of herbal medicine it's the primary mm-hmm. the primary immunostimulatory or immunomodulating remedy in asian medicine and is and was has always been popularly used in Asia to address very significant disease conditions in places like China, for instance, it's even used uh, in uh, a complementary medicine approach to helping people with cancer. So the Astragalus-8 is a formula. It varies um, from place to place. The formula that I um, had made up and I brought Astragalus-8 into the country and gave the first lectures on it. The formula that I made up is exactly the same as that which is called up in Badgley's book and has developed the reputation. The seven other herbs, let me emphasize, are all very well known, very, very well known Asian remedies, uh, but are, are combined together with Astragalus to provide a formula uh, which goes under various um, names throughout the world. In China, it would be known as Fu Sheng therapy, And that is therapy that goes alongside of, say, the Western approach or other management techniques. The seven herbs are all important immunostimulatory remedies that reinforce the leadership of Astragalus. Uh, And uh, as I said, uh, if you pick up literature, you'll find Astragalus 8, generally speaking, has the same uh, number of herbs or the same group of herbs, albeit here and there, the formula may vary uh, uh, depending upon uh, where it comes from, but essentially it's a formula spearheaded by astragalus reinforced by some very, very significant companion remedies.
3: So the bottle, <coughs> the bottle, the med- med- medicinal bottle, wouldn't yes. actually say astragalus, it would yes. say astragalus, yes. Yes? yes? Okay, that's good. Um, so um, ast-
1: ast- astragalus, or it might be uh, different uh, names, but Astragalus 8 is a formula very well known in this country and and produced well by various companies. And in a liquid form, you essentially have the eight herbs represented in a particular proportion. Okay, well,
3: look, I've tried to find your offices there in um, New Lambton. Um, and I walked up and down the street and I couldn't find it anywhere. Can oh, I hide, yeah. I hide myself. I hide myself.
1: Look, how
0: about um, I put you on hold and Sally can have a word to you and give you the exact address. It is there. <laughs>
1: okay.
3: yeah, I, just, I, just, I just have something else to say to Dennis. Um, <clears throat> does that come in a topical cream as well, Dennis?
1: No, it's, it's, it's an oral medication used okay. for uh, affecting uh, the, the body, um in, in stimulating the, the, the Im, Im, immunological aspect of of the body so no it's it's a it's a liquid preparation i'm not aware of it being in a in a topical form i'd be surprised if it were
3: okay and i'm thinking uh, i'm under the impression um <clears throat> that can a child take
1: this stuff okay look generally speaking um generally speaking i'm hesitant um to recommend it to children, but if it were to be taken by a child, it should be done under uh, the direction of, of the doctor or the naturopath, someone who is able to factor in other things as to why the child needs to take it, how old the child is. Generally speaking, naturopaths or complementary medical workers prefer kids to be under the primary care of their doctor or a paediatrician. But here and there, I have recommended or given it in the correct dosages to children not infants.
3: So I'm correct in assuming that, that this medication, Astragalus, uh, is is ideal for uh, eczema and dermatitis,
1: for instance? It has been used for that, uh, but it's more primarily associated with uh, viral infections. For instance, I'm, okay. not awa- I'm not aware of any remedy in the whole history of my uh, prescribing herbal medicine that is as effective as the liquid form of astragalus than uh, this preparation in dealing with, say, a herpes simplex, cold sores. I'm not aware of anything that can compete with it uh, in no, my it... system of natural medicine. There may well be, but I have not found anything that does such a good job in preventing or lessening the outbreaks of that wretched virus. Right. <clears throat> well, I'd be held,
3: Thank you very much. you cleared that up for me.
1: Thank you very much.
3: And thank Um,
0: you for your call, Paul. Steve is on the line now, Dennis, from Warners Bay. And uh, your question's also related to prostate cancer, but testosterone as well.
4: Yes, that's right. Good morning. How are you, Dennis?
1: Very well, Steve. How are you?
4: Uh, Good, thanks, mate. I really appreciate your time and uh, explaining this sort of stuff to uh, us. You're a very knowledgeable man. I appreciate your advice. Thank I you. have had prostate cancer. I've yes. treated with radiation. Yes. Uh, but my question is, Dennis, uh, because of that, uh, my testosterone is pretty near zero. Yes. And without going into the specifics, as you would be aware yes. of low testosterone sure. and what sure. it causes, sure. my question, Dennis, would be is there a natural herb or medicine in some way that I could take that would boost that okay. testosterone back up?
1: Well Steve, I would question uh, whether or not you really needed to go down that pathway because your, the management technique uh, that is used for some prostate cancers is to deliberately lower the level of testosterone in order to lessen the likelihood of the cancer asserting itself. So um, are, are you on um, a, a, any hormone therapy at all, Zolodex?
4: Absolute no, absolutely okay. none. Right. my um, I-
1: PSA levels to come down to 0.02 yes and your uh, and your urologist uh, would like you to stay at that level presumably yes okay and look I can you can understand why without my uh, going yep. into too much detail I would I would be hesitant uh, in recommending anything that might right. see your testosterone start to creep up because right. that that would be going against the management that your good urologist has put you on and the last thing you want to see is any indication that the the condition is reasserting itself. Be cautious. If if yeah. if you are experiencing erectile dysfunction, um, I suggest uh, you you seek help on that. There is help available, which I'll not go into, um, uh, which is, which is not based on uh, taking testosterone, but would be too hazardous. Okay. All right. Sorry, Steve. I'd like and to be more nah, positive. but nah, um, mate, you, 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 I appreciate
4: your honesty. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, why I'm ringing you. Yeah. Cause you you're, um, you're the man that knows. And one more quick question.
1: Yes, Oil yes. of
4: Ulan. Oil of Ulan. Yes. I think it's how you, how you pronounce it. No, oil of... or, or uh, Oregano, sorry. Oil of Oregano. Yes, yes. I'm taking that because since I've been on radiation and I'm well off it now, yes. I've had a lot of phlegm of a morning. No, no coloured phlegm, no nothing, just in the throat, and it's just you know uh, the it's, it's like okay. when you drink milk. That's okay.
1: all I can. And this is only since you've had your uh, yeah. cancer therapy. Okay, yeah. have you have you discussed it with your uh, medical managers as to why uh, this would be so? have nah, okay.
4: they just put it down to diet. Okay. Well, I, said, well right. I haven't changed okay. my diet.
1: Okay. <laughs> uh, now, how long have you been using the oregano oil? Let me just, right. say, let me just say to listeners that oregano is a herb and, yeah. a, and a well-known herb, but let me just right. say that when you are taking uh, an isolate from a herb, particularly an aromatic herb, and you're working with, say, the essential oil, you yeah. and I say this to all listeners, you have to be very, very cautious because essential oils extracted... Uh, from fragrant remedies, so things like um, rosemary, lavender, these oils taken in uh, significant levels can be quite hazardous. Um, right. Now, having said that, taken in the right dosage, which is usually a drop dosage, a couple of drops or so, they're oh, okay. These
4: tablets. Sorry to Oh, be these, these are, are tablets. Capsules. Yeah, oh, okay. these are capsules. I apologise. Okay, okay.
1: If that is the case, the capsule yeah. would be based... Uh, Presumably on the dried herb. Now that that is a different situation. If it's the dried herb, it would have Uh, a very, 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 very minimal level of the essential oil. And if you're getting benefit from it uh, in that form, I would think it would be safe. Is it helping you?
4: Yeah, I'm I'm taking two a day, but my wife reckons I should only take one.
1: Well, Um, okay. Is it an Australian-based, Australian-made product?
4: As far as I know, yeah. Okay. okay. Uh,
1: the only, the only reason. Pipping Rock,
4: rock is, the, is the brand, is it? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, I think yeah. you'll
1: find that's American based, but that's okay. Oh, oh sorry. But, but that, no. look, um, if it's giving you relief and um, it's, it's in that form, likely to be very safe. I know that company, it's a good company, uh, and yep. it's for your personal use. If you're getting benefit, uh, mm. I, I would stay with it. I don't know okay. a, a lot about it, but I would also take notice of what your wife uh, is saying. Sometimes yep. our wives know better than ourselves. Uh, uh, correct. I, I hope, I hope <laughs> my wife's not listening to that. But I, I would. Happy wife, happy life. Oh, how about, about that?
4: 40 years
1: ago, mate. <laughs> yeah, well, I've been in front of you. I'm going up for 60 years, so there you go. Oh, there you go. Look, I'd, <laughs> I'd suggest you try one, one remedy. Yep. But also, right. don't overlook what I said to a, another listener this morning. Garlic pearls are, oh, in, yeah. are a remarkable remedy for right. these uh, seemingly benign congestive respiratory conditions. Add that Can you t- take
4: a couple of them a day? Yeah, yeah, no probs. capsules go? Yeah, garlic?
1: no, no probs. Yeah, my wife
4: cooks with a lot of garlic, so well, I love garlic. She's
1: a, she's on the right track.
4: <laughs> yes, okay. Well, right. thank you kindly for your time and your advice, Dennis. I thank really appreciate it. Thank you very appreciate. much. My pleasure. Thank
1: thank
0: to NURFM's Health Naturally, with Dennis Stewart taking your calls. Now, Jack isn't on the line at the moment, Dennis, but he did ring in to ask about haemochromatosis and natural remedy that might be to lower iron in the blood.
1: Jack, I'm sorry, but with haemochromatosis, the management for that, the medical management, obviously very, very successful, uh, and there's nothing that I'm aware of that has any significant impact on it from this system of medicine. Stay with what you're doing. Um, You're probably having um, deliberate bleeds periodically. Uh, The taking of blood is, is is the technique for lowering the iron level. Look, stay with that. It's the way you should stay. Stay with your medical people. Don't fiddle with it. There's nothing in this system that can help you.
0: Ah, All the best, though. And Jeanette has rung in from Edgeworth, Dennis. Um, You've got problems, well, not problems, but concerns about your four-year-old granddaughter who is suffering from anxiety.
1: That's correct, yes. Hello, Jeanette.
5: Hello, how are
1: you? I'm well indeed. How can we help? I
5: have a gorgeous little granddaughter, only just turned
1: four,
5: who suffers with anxiety and has four. Probably twelve months, or actually, I think since she
1: was born. Yes. Um,
5: yeah, and it's it's heartbreaking.
1: Okay. And this this anxiety takes what form? Um, sleeplessness, crying, um, not wanting to go to preschool. What what forms does it take?
5: Yeah, definitely, darling. She's a, a very intelligent little girl. And yes. Very um, her, sensitive. Her language is yeah, very yeah. sensitive, and yes. her language is extraordinary. Yes, yes. Um, but and I think she's a bit of a perfectionist as well. Yes. Yes. Look,
1: yeah.
5: I, I, um, she goes to preschool, and she's just started ballet to try and help her socialise. She doesn't okay. tend to, you know, just if she's just refusing to go, she, mm. you know, starts to cry, starts to shake, and it's yes. just
1: dear it's soul. Awful. Yes, dear soul. Uh, look. A couple of recommendations. Obviously, this is an area where anything that I recommend is is going to be very, very minimal because the condition, uh, if it continues, uh, would seemingly be better off in the the hands of a child psychologist or a general practitioner. But in this system, there are a couple of gentle remedies that frequently help kids. And the the first one is the well-known European herb chamomile. Now, there would be many, many uh, listeners today uh, whose parents or grandparents knew about camomilla in their own country. It's a favorite European remedy. And one of the indications for it, particularly as a very safe herbal tea, uh, taken perhaps once or twice a day, say in the morning and before bed at night, is that it does tend to lessen the experience of anxiety. The, not the, perhaps the cause of it, but lessen the experience of it. The, frequently, the child will be more relaxed, uh, yeah. less, less reactive. Um, and there's a fair amount of, of literature, homeopathic and herbal, which uh, supports that. The second thing is there are a bracket of remedies known as uh, BACH remedies, B-A-C-H, BACH remedies. Now, let me just explain that. The BACH remedies are named after a, a, a Welsh uh, doctor, Dr. Edward Batch. People say we should pronounce his name Batch, but I've always pronounced it bark. And he's a famous man, he, a general practitioner that went on to specialize uh, and also became a very competent homeopath, became a bit disenchanted with his practice of medicine and began to experiment with herbs. And he developed a range of remedies known as the bark flower remedies. Now there are people that are expert in the selection of those remedies, and each one of the remedies is prescribed along uh, how can I call them emotional, psychological um, lines. In other words, there are a group of remedies oh, wow. that are prescribed primarily, not for physical conditions so much, oh, wow. but rather for uh, psychological states, distress, anxiety, despair. Um, mm-hmm. There is a doctor, Edward Buck uh, Society, uh, who would be able to help you with. Uh, local specialists in the area that specialise in it, and let me say, it is an area of speciality. Uh, I have somewhat; uh, I've been trained in it, obviously, but it's not an area of my expertise. But there is a Dr. Edward Bach Society who would have a register of practitioners. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Right now, if you are in trouble locating it, contact the Australian Traditional Medicine Society. Okay. Right, and 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 tell them you've spoken to me, and tell them if they don't look after you, they'll answer to me. I'm only, I'm only joking, <laughs> but uh, I, I would go down that pathway, particularly with the bark remedies, but also uh, the chamomile tea, a pleasant tea, taken a couple of times a day. That's a start for you. Right,
5: um, and would she be able to have that cold, the chamomile tea? Oh, yeah, yeah. Look,
1: I I always recommend it sort of lukewarm. But uh, yeah. it, you you would have to uh, make it obviously on, on boiling water to extract the herb, and, yeah. and then you just pour it through a, a filter and let it yeah. cool. And uh, you can even put a little bit of honey with it if you like. It's it's a pleasant tea. I don't know too many kids that uh, object to it. Uh, yeah. Go down that pathway. Um, discuss. I'm, it I'm then... Yes.
5: Sorry, just, just right. the chamomile tea
1: that you buy from the supermarket? Yeah, or? well, yeah, chamomile exactly. tea is chamomile tea. Um, yeah, okay. you, you get it in, in tea bags. Um, yeah. Um, uh, probably, um, you know, there are numerous brands, um, yeah. so make a selection from them. But chamomile is chamomile. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you. And I'm very interested in
5: the other that you suggested. But well, I think, into you, that. Should, I think you should
1: pursue it. Pursue yeah. it. Um, yeah. There could be help there.
5: Yes, thank you
1: so much. Good, thank
0: that's, you. Uh, that's, I'm saying that's our pleasure, but I'm saying it on your behalf, Dennis. No, it is for our you, Paul. pleasure, isn't
1: it? Yes, and
0: of a course. question came in from Gerard from Mayfield. He uh, He's not on the line, but he would love you to repeat and spell the name of the products that you okay. mentioned for prostate. Okay.
1: The two herbs that I mentioned uh, are Saw Palmito or Saw Palmito, but I call it Palmito, S A W. P A L M E T O saw palmito. I have one growing on my property, interestingly. And um, the other one is stinging nettle, botanically known as urtica, U-R-T-I-C-A, urtica, but you use the root of stinging nettle. Stinging nettle, that should be easy spelt. Saw palmito, stinging nettle, the two herbs that I mentioned, as being potentially useful uh, for prostate enlargement.
0: And he also asks, are they readily available at all chemists and health food outlets?
1: Those two remedies, if they're not there, they should be there because they are so representative of what we uh, use. Now, let me just say, in, in concluding this topic, that these herbs will only be useful to treat prostate conditions that are of a certain level. There is a point where the prostate condition is, is so large and so occlusive to urinary activity that the only management for it would be a medical management. Uh, and whilst there might be a downside to that, um, it's better than perhaps looking at the other options. But uh, certainly, as I've said to you, I use both remedies prophylactically or preventatively with confidence Discuss it with your GP. That's the ethical thing to do. I'm sure there won't be too many objections to trying it. And your pharmacist or your good health food store, both of them would stock a product that would contain at least two of those remedies.
0: We've had some really good questions today. We did. And uh, we've just got a minute and a half left, Dennis, and uh, we will, of course, at some stage. Next week. Next Next week week is likely to be cooler, (laughs) isn't it? So um, we are going to be talking about... um, Uh, talking about things that will help with winter ills. And, And
1: particularly, Jade, with looking at the concern that has been raised about the likely virulence of an influenza virus this season. And a lot of what we've said about combating or helping combat COVID with natural medicines really will apply to what we're talking about when we talk about building on that base and building up a better approach for resisting uh, the influenza virus, which is said to be a pretty nasty one coming this year, uh, it's a pretty and we important know that topic
0: because it's been rife in Europe, presumably last year. It has indeed. It has
1: indeed. So, a pretty pretty important topic. Building on what we've said about uh, COVID, and by the way, what we said about COVID has been greatly appreciated by many people. Uh, our comments over a various number of occasions have helped people, and we'll take up this topic next week.
0: Um, And are we going to mention garlic again?
1: I will have to mention garlic. I
0: do like mentioning garlic.
1: (laughs) Well, look, it's still, I know this is, I've probably said this before, it is still an underrated remedy, an underrated remedy. But interestingly, before I came away today, I looked also at its companion, onion, and my goodness, will we say something about the potential of that? Simple stuff that we use, but we don't realise that food is your best medicine also.
0: Yes, we do like food being Mm. our best medicine. Uh, Well, thank you very much, Dennis Stewart. Thank you, Jane. And we will be uh, talking health naturally again on 2NURFM. Thanks
1: for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. You'll find them all at
2: 2NURFM.com.